Hello everyone, it is now 5pm on this Wednesday evening in Kingston and you're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM, www.cfrc.ca. Welcome to this week's segment of Today in YGK with me, your host, Alexandra Fernandez. Today in YGK brings you need-to-know news about what's going on right here in our beautiful city of Kingston. From current news, special segments, and interviews with some amazing guests, I'm sure you'll find something of interest that gets you to tune in. If you have any news to share with me, please contact me via email, which is news at cfrc.ca. So without further ado, let's get right into it. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi folks, you're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM. Alexandra here, and I hope you're having a great Wednesday so far. The weather has been nice and sunny today and fairly warm um, compared to what we had at the beginning of the week, I would say. Hopefully it continues to stay like this, especially into the weekend. That would be obviously ideal for early November, but if not, hopefully, uh, you know, if it is cold, you can just uh, enjoy the chilly day, bundle up, stay warm, maybe curl up with a nice hot drink, a book, um, and just stay cozy if it's too chilly out there for you to get out. Speaking of getting chilly, the cold winter months are approaching, and for some people, Um, you know, that isn't all too nice, um, a case for them because there are people out there in our community, um, who don't always have a nice warm place to return to every night, but we have amazing organizations in Kingston and other awesome resources that we have in our community that aim to help our vulnerable population and provide them with meals, shelter, counseling services, and other little luxuries that we may sometimes take for granted ourselves. Those of you who are kind of staying up to date with things that were going on in the summer, as we know, we had the Bell Park encampment, but the city was transitioning people out of there and moving them into places around the city, specifically the Integrated Care Hub. Um, And they actually recently just opened up at their new location at 661 Montreal Street, which will be a permanent full service hub for homeless people, as stated in Global News Kingston. They opened their doors over the weekend, which is really great on Sunday. The Integrated Care Hub was originally located at Artillery Park when it opened in July um, to, you know, be of service to those who were um, camped out at Bell Park during the summertime. Um, But it was just a temporary solution. And now they are moved to 661 Montreal Street, as I mentioned, um, which is in the hub is operated by the HIV AIDS Regional Services, along with other um, city organizations as well Um, and this hub offers meal programs counseling um, crisis supports um, and a nurse as well um, which is really awesome Um, but not only are there local organizations that are providing services but we have a local author who has released a new book in which proceeds are going to be given to the partners in mission food bank right here in kingston as well as the parkdale community food bank in toronto Robert Clark, who is the author of Down Inside, 30 Years in Canada's Prison Service, is donating 100% of royalties from the paperback edition and ebook sales of the new self-published book, The Willowdale Weavers, A Baby Boomer's Tale, to these two food banks to provide extra help to our less fortunate. So today I have the pleasure of welcoming Mr. Robert Clark on air to CFRC 101.9 FM to discuss his new book with us, as well as this amazing partnership and initiative so welcome rob how are you doing today i'm doing very well um alexandra thank you very much for having me on your show yes of course my pleasure um so for our listeners can you just introduce yourself for us real quick 
Sure. Uh, my name is Robert Clark. I'm in, I live in Kingston, Ontario. I'm a I'm an author. I've uh, written a book called Down Inside: Thirty Years in uh, Canada's Prison Service. That was published by Goose Lane in 2017. Um, I've just finished another nonfiction work. It's called The Willowdale Weavers, A Baby Boomer's Tale. And it is the story of my life growing up in Toronto in the 1950s, 60s, and 70s. Amazing. Uh, yes. Now, the title, Alexandra, I just want to explain the title. The Willowdale Weavers. That's not the name of a family. The, the, the term weaver refers to uh, a kid who is better at things than other kids. And it started when we were very young one day while playing road hockey. But ever since that time, all of these kids want to be called weavers because that's some kid who's better at sports or practical jokes or acts of bravery than the other kids around them. Mm -hmm. So that's what, the, that's what the term weaver means. And as we got older, um, we continue with the practical jokes. So the book has many, uh, many lighter moments as well as being a memoir. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I saw um, that you, uh, you know, you studied at Queen's University and you also went to York University. Um, and can you just tell us uh, what you studied there? Um, and I know, well, you did study, um, I guess, to give away the, <laughs> the word. Um, you studied physical yeah. education and health there. But how did you kind of go from that to working in the prison system and also being an author? Well, when I when I uh, finished my uh, phys ed degree at York University, um, I decided to come to Teachers College, the Faculty of Education at Queen's University. I'd never been to Kingston before, growing up, having grown up in Toronto. Mm -hmm. So when I got here to Queen's University, um, I ended up doing some volunteer work in one of the local federal prisons. Um, at that time, you could get a credit. Uh, towards your degree okay. if you uh, were involved in the community engagement program it involved all of us giving a certain number of hours to some kind of volunteer work so I did mine inside of the Millhaven maximum security prison okay now at the end of the yes so 1979 that's when I graduated there were no teaching jobs so I moved back to Toronto couldn't get a teaching job and I ended up coming back to Kingston and accepting a job in the federal prison system I worked in the federal prison system 30 years and then later wrote a book about my experiences. Right. Um, and what was the experience like working there for so long and what from that did you um, convey and decide to put into um, in your novel Down Inside? Um, well, Down Inside is actually, it's a book about um, how prisons function and how the people that run them um, behave inside prisons. Um, I found that the, uh, organize, the organizational culture inside of our federal prison system is uh, quite unhealthy. Um, and in my book, Down Inside, I have described this, org this organizational culture as a culture of collective indifference. And what I mean by that is that is that the people that run our prisons and uh, actually occupy our prisons as staff members often don't bring the diligence and the um, I guess the rehabilitative attitude we would hope um, we would see in a correctional system uh, in Canada. It uh, tends to be, in my experience, the focus is basically on secure custody and not so much on rehabilitation. That was my opinion 
And that's what I shared in my book. Awesome. Um, and so besides um, Down Inside, you have um, your new book as well, like you introduced it, Willowdale Weaver is a baby boomer's tale. Um, so um, I know you talked a little bit about it, but as much as you can without kind of giving anything away, um, what's the premise and where did the inspiration stem from? Well, um, actually, it's an interesting story. All of the all of the little kids that I grew up with uh, that called ourselves the Weavers, we're all still in touch today, okay. um, surprisingly, all these years later. And in fact, we still get together twice a year. And oh, so awesome. last, yeah, so the last time we're all together, I said, I've been thinking about writing a new book and writing about all the funny things we did when we were kids. Well, they thought that was a great idea, so they sent me emails to remind me of this event and that thing and this funny story and so on. And I wrote them all down, and I ended up uh, creating a manuscript um, of all of the funny things that we did. Mm. But when I had finished it, Alexandra, I felt that the story was incomplete because when I was writing about my earliest years of childhood, uh, even though I was writing things that I found humorous, I also had some sad memories from my childhood. Mm -hmm. And I also had some uh, frightening memories from my childhood. So I had trouble leaving those things out while I was recording more humorous things. And I struggled with it for a while. And I actually stopped writing for a period of time and I didn't really know how to proceed. And when I did go back to it, I decided to write down all of the painful things as well. So the book and the manuscript became larger and I edited it down from there to something that's a little bit uh, quicker to read now. And uh, but it now complain, or uh, pardon me, it now contains not only a series of funny stories, but it also contains a story of a little boy growing up who was kind of afraid of the world around him. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of a mixed story. There's a little bit of poignancy to it, and there's also a few laughs along the way. Nice. Sounds like a good balance, though. <laughs> And what sort of made you want to, you know, sit down and write these manuscripts, write these books, and um, what was kind of your whole purpose in, you know, wanting to tell these stories? Um, I guess for me, Alexander, it, in, I would have to say that both books, writing them because they're memoirs, it was a very cathartic uh, experience to write them. And uh, I think in writing them, I was able to um, put to rest some of the things I'd been carrying around, you know, those kind of uh, little things you carry around in the back of your mind, those small grievances, the things that have bothered you over the years. And in writing them down and getting them out like that on paper, it was kind of, uh, in a way, it was almost like getting them out of my system. And uh, having written both these books now, uh, pardon me, both these books now, I must say I do feel uh, I do feel more at peace. Good. That's very, very good. And yeah, it's completely like, you know, I've, um, everyone kind of has like their own way of, um, like you said, being cathartic and, um, you know, expressing themselves, whether that be through writing, through music, through visual arts, dance, all that, um, just art in general. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, and, you know, um, I... For people that are locked up during this COVID pandemic and are really struggling with, with being alone so much, I would recommend uh, if they if they have a mind to sit down and try to write your life story. 
you might find it to be a very enjoyable experience. Yeah, for sure. Definitely something, um, a really interesting project um, and could be, uh, you know, very insightful for a lot of people if they do that, for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, like I introduced earlier, um, 100% of the royalties from the paperback edition and ebook sales of your new book um, will be donated to um, the Partners in Mission Food Bank right here in Kingston and also the Parkdale Community Food Bank in Toronto. So why did you decide to partner with these food banks to donate um, these royalties? Well, um, since the pandemic started, um, I've been paying particular attention to the news and I watched quite intently how things are going here and there and, and, and in particular, how many people are losing their small businesses and how many people are struggling financially because mm -hmm. of this COVID-19 pandemic. So um, my wife and I were talking about it. We feel very fortunate. Um, we're not really, we haven't been affected the way many have been. Mm -hmm. um, so we decided that it maybe would be a nice gesture to kind of pay back to our community by doing something like this. And, and um, we um, we both uh, believe strongly in the food bank, and you know at this particular time, many people um, are suffering financially as a result of the pandemic. And those that are suffering financially, in some cases, it's going to mean starting to use the food bank. And so it seemed like something that we could do that could help uh, many many people, as opposed to smaller, more select groups because. Um, food security is something we want to see everyone in Canada um, be able to count on. And um, so any little bit we could do, we thought would be a nice thing as a way to help them. Yeah, for sure. And that's amazing. So like, um, you know, that's really great that you're taking that initiative and um, being so generous with that. Um, and in regards to that, where can people purchase your book and, um, you know, read it and also um, greatly um, also support food banks by purchasing it yeah yeah well thank you very much um, the book is for sale on paperback from Amazon all you have to do is type in the Willowdale weavers under books and uh, and the book will come up uh, for ebook readers the Willowdale weavers a baby boomers tale can be found on Kindle Kobo Apple indigo almost any ebook uh, version that you can find um, and uh, as you have mentioned, I want your I want your listeners to know that 100% of the royalties, all of the royalties, will be divided in half between these two food banks. Um, the reason this is possible um, is because the book is self-published. I did everything myself, including the cover design and the uploading of manuscripts into book forms, and uh, so the cost of producing this book was almost zero. And that's why it's possible for us to give all the proceeds to these two food banks. We're very hopeful that people will get behind this initiative. I think they'll enjoy the book and they'll know that everything they spent on it that came about after the book was printed went to these two food banks. Right, and that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that with us and um, how we can support not only, um, well, you, but also um, these um, great organizations in Kingston and Toronto. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to add before we end off? No, only to say thank you very, very much. 
Alexander, for having me on your show today and uh, for helping to support this worthy cause. I think it'll, I think it'll go a long way for, uh, for people to hear your support and your voice on this. Yes, for sure. Thank you so much as well for coming on air to talk um, with me um, about your new book. It was an absolute pleasure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rob, for coming on to CFRC 101.9 FM, for telling us about the Willowdale Weavers, your new book, and the awesome initiative that you have with food banks in Kingston and Toronto. Don't forget, like Rob said, to support this new novel as well as these organizations, you can purchase the book on Amazon by searching up the title. And more news with giving back to the local Kingston community in a news release that was sent each year, the Alzheimer's Society of KFLA is fortunate to be able to work with a group of Queen students who comprise the Alzheimer's Outreach Committee under the Arts and Science Undergraduate Society of Queen's University. These students help with different tasks in the year, but they generally volunteer at programs and socials, educate the student population about dementia, and they also help with various fundraising activities and they provide a welcome service to both staff and clients and um, they have amazing services that are offered and they are either um, fully experienced or are experienced a diagnosis in their own family um, with a parent or a grandparent so they're learning from their involvement on the committee and using the organization as support system as well and unfortunately, because of COVID restrictions, they were unable to volunteer in person, um, but they wanted to still find a way to lend their support to the Alzheimer's Society in any way possible. So they decided to participate in the Social with a Purpose Fall Fundraiser by hosting a run for Alzheimer's this upcoming Sunday, November 8th. The students have all planned and organized the event and are inviting anyone to participate virtually um, wherever you are on November 8th, which is the great thing about it. You can run, walk, or cycle in support of those living with Alzheimer's throughout the KFLA region, and all the money raised will stay right here in the region and will be used to support recreational programs, social outings, um, group family, one-on-one -on -one support, um, a lending library, um, wandering mats, and other locating devices, and a lot more. The fundraising coordinator of the society, Leslie Kimball, explains that COVID has certainly had an impact on the society this year as it has on many charities. Donations are down and most of our programming is happening virtually these days, but our clients, who need us more than ever right now, can rest assured that we are there for them and also that they have the support of the Queen's student community as well. So if you would like to um, donate to the student fundraiser, um, you can go and visit GoFundMe and type in Alzheimer's Society Kingston and you'll find the Alzheimer's Outreach Run link if you would like to donate now. They have surpassed our goal, but anything counts, of course. Um, and yeah, like I said, um, you can participate in the event virtually on November 8th and you can share your photos and videos with the hashtag we run for Alzheimer's or send them to ASIS um, by emailing ao at asis.queensu.ca and they'll go up on social media which is awesome. The event will be featured on Strava which is a mobile app that allows users to record and share their exercise activities with others. And if you would like to track your event on Strava, you can go to strava.com slash clubs and then slash 765102.
The city of Kingston is reminding its residents that Ontario's Carbon Monoxide Awareness Week is running this week and that the Kingston Fire and Rescue reminds you to prevent carbon monoxide in your home by getting all fuel burning um, appliances inspected annually. Um, They ask you to install carbon monoxide alarms in your house if you have a fuel burning appliance a fireplace or an attached garage Um, these appliances can include furnaces hot water heaters gas or wood fireplaces portable fuel burning heaters generators barbecue stoves and vehicles you must have a working carbon monoxide alarm adjacent to each sleeping area of the home if you have a fuel burning appliance Um, as noted by chief armstrong Um, And it is for extra protection to install a carbon monoxide alarm on every story of the house. If you live in a condo or apartment building, um, CO alarms have to be installed in the central service room and adjacent to each sleeping area of all homes above. And um, if you also have a garage, they must be installed adjacent to each sleeping area um, below and beside the garage. And the whole um, kind of concern with CO is that it is a silent killer because it is an invisible, tasteless, and odorless gas that can be very deadly and stuff like that. And, um, you know, to prevent CO in your home, um, check that outside appliance vents are not blocked. Um, Check your um, appliances annually and you can visit cosafety.ca to find a registered contractor near you. Never use the stove or oven to heat your home. Um, open the flue before using a fireplace for adequate ventilation. Never run a vehicle inside your garage if, they, um, if they're open. Always remove a vehicle from the garage immediately after starting it. These are just some suggestions that the city suggests and that KFNR suggests. Um, and symptoms um, can be flu-like symptoms such as headaches, nausea, dizziness, confusion, drowsiness, Um, And if your alarm sounds, um, or if there are other people who are suffering from CO symptoms, um, you must leave the house immediately and call 911 or your local emergency services. And if it sounds and no one's suffering, check to see if maybe the battery needs replacing um, and things like that. And you should know the sound of your alarm as well. Um, Test them monthly um, and make sure people know, um, you know, the difference between the CO alarm and the fire alarm. Um, but yeah, just keep that in mind. It is a common um, thing that we should all kind of, um, you know, look into and stuff like that. With other news as well, it is still CFRC's funding drive that we kicked off on Sunday. Um, and it's also um, the Shortwave Theatre Festival. But for the funding drive, please donate. Um, you can donate directly through Queen's University if you'd like to be issued a tax receipt. Or you can donate through GoFundMe, and if you donate um, $50 or more, you will be entered to win a, um, you will be entered in a draw to win one of our weekly raffle prizes, um, which is super awesome. Um, This week, we have some awesome stuff from Kingston Canadian Film Festival, Brian's Record Option, um, obviously CFRC as well, um, and the screening room tickets for, um, two tickets for a film, which is really awesome. So consider donating, um, to our funding drive because, um, it will help us to be able to produce, um, you know, all the funds will help us to be able to produce high quality content. So that way we can, um, come back to y'all with some, 
um, really awesome content that um, we can work on as a team, as a collective together, um, which is really great and something that we would love to see happen at the station. And like I said, the Shortwave Theater Festival is also happening and taking place at the moment, which is awesome. And that is in collaboration with the Cellar Door Project. Um, so we've had some awesome performances over the past few days. But today um, at 8 p.m., we have the History of Radio Theater, which is a Robert H. Black documentary, which is awesome. And then we have a play at 9 p.m. called Revolution Has Failed. And after that, at 10 p.m., there will be a talk back um, about that play. So definitely check it out. Um, it's really awesome stuff that's going on at the station right now at the theater festival. Um, you know, a radio documentary festival, radio fiction. It's really, really cool stuff um, and super entertaining. So I would highly recommend checking it out. Um, but that's about all I have for you folks today. I hope that you have a great rest of your day and a great um, weekend, you know, that's coming up shortly. I hope that you've been kind of enjoying the weather that we've been having um, a little bit. You know, it's a little bit nice and warmer today. Um, but we're supposed to have good um, weather into the weekend, which is awesome. It's about going to stay about a high of 13, 14 with a low of about 8 and 9 and partly sunny, partly cloudy. But um, besides staying warm and, um, you know, getting outside, also stay safe, which is super important. Um, wear your mask, sanitize your hands. Let's keep our Kingston case numbers of COVID-19 down. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Today in YGK, produced with the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario, on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples.